96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm your host this week, Bryce Payne. With me is not Doug Ray, but is Garrett Ray. Doug is off this week and next week in Ireland. So we've got our latest advisor joining us in the studio, Garrett Ray, Doug's son. Garrett, how are you doing today? Doing great, Bryce. And uh, I tell you, it's a pleasure to be here with you this morning. Well, thank you very much. Good to have you with us. I know you've sat in the background of some of these uh, shows here in the past, so happy to have you uh, finally sit in the talent chair here. You're filling Dad's uh, dad's chair out just well there. What we're going to be talking about this week is what to do as you count down the days to retirement. So thank you for joining us. If you are a couple of years from retirement and you're thinking, you know, I need to start having a plan in place, well, then this would be the show for you to listen to. Of course, before we get started on the show, just as we do every week, we want to take a minute and thank all of our men and women in uniform out there. Thank you for what you do. Thank you to your families for the sacrifices that you make, the times away from your families that you make doing what you do for the greater good of the country. Garrett, you served in the Navy. Indeed. And thank you for your service as well. And your dad served in the Navy as well. So, Doug, if you're out there listening from Ireland, thank you for your service on top of things. Now, uh, just to explain, we had the, took the last couple of weeks off here. I, Garrett, was doing a little trip, as you know, uh, and this is kind of a funny story. Sometimes things don't work out the way that they're supposed to. Yes, they do. (laughs) That is very true. I had long intended to uh, meet up with an old Peace Corps buddy who is uh, retired at 50, Mm. was an ER doctor out in Hawaii, and uh, did a good job of investing for himself and saving, and bought himself a 48-foot boat and was uh, bringing it down from Florida. Sounds awful. Yeah, it's a tough life Wayne has. And he's bringing it back to Hawaii where he lives. And it had long been my uh, goal and objective to meet up with him somewhere on this early leg of the journey. And we had tried to time it where I would meet up with him as he headed down to the Galapagos from the Panama Canal down to the Galapagos. So I Mm -hmm. uh, delayed as long as I could to get the plane tickets and uh, got them, went down there. And he was delayed going through the canal. And he did not make it in time for me to be there and he got there two days after i had to turn around and come back here to be recording this show with you here so missed out on that of course spending a week by yourself uh, in the uh, galapagos is is not a uh, a bad venture to have anyway did some diving yeah. down there some very unique diving but it was, yeah. a, it was a great time glad to be back though and uh, wayne if you're out there you uh you owe me some plane tickets, buddy, because that, uh, that's on you for uh, having delayed yourself. No, it wasn't. It's not on Wayne's I'm sure fault. it was incredible. Uh, certainly a part of the world I've never been to. So. Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah. definitely a good one. I hadn't been there either. Funny thing is, it's on my wife's bucket list. It wasn't on mine's, and she didn't get to go. So obviously, I've got to tread lightly around the house these days because I just checked off one of the things off of her bucket list. But Garrett, you had an interesting week as well. I did. Um you know, it's more than just the the stock market that's a little bit crazy right now. The real estate market's also uh, very competitive, I would say, and very aggressive. Finally did uh, nail down a primary home here in the Triad area, so excited for that. But it was a process. Uh, went through uh, a bidding process on four homes before we finally uh, won that fifth one. So for those of you that are in the retirement phase, possibly downsizing, looking for a new property, stay after it. 
your time will come. Yeah, it, uh, it's, I was surprised. You just told me this this morning that uh, while I was gone, you actually did come out on top as one of the bidders on a house. And yep. so it's going to got some rep- repairs to do on the house. Yep. And uh, at some point there, you'll move in the next couple of months. And yep. congratulations to uh, both of you for finally nailing that down. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started on the uh, on the main topic of the show here. What to do as you count down the days to retirement. What we're talking about here is if you think... You know, uh, I want to retire in the next, be it seven years, five years, it shouldn't be shorter than that. You really start to need a plan in place. And what we're talking about here are the things that you would want to start checking off on that list to make sure that you've got, you know, as an aviator, I might say, your wheels down and your flaps up to make sure that you're coming in for that safe landing for retirement. The first one that we're going to talk about here today, Garrett, is getting healthy and staying healthy. Oh gosh, super important as you get into those uh, retirement years. Yeah, the, the I think uh, this one might go under the radar for a lot of people because okay. if you are maybe 60 years old, it could be that most of your life you've been very healthy. Yes. And so you tend not to think about needing to do something proactively to stay in good health. You do. You might not have had to up until recently, but going into retirement, your health is not going to be what it has always been. And therefore, these expenses that come with keeping yourself healthy or fixing yourself so that you are as healthy as possible is not cheap. No. And if you're used to not paying a lot in healthcare expenses year in and year out, you might want to start planning for that. And the best way to start planning for that is to proactively look after your health. That doesn't Mm -hmm. just mean going to the doctor once a year and having those exams, but doing things on a daily or a weekly basis that you might not have had to have done when you were 30, 40, or even 50 years old. The reason that this is important is nobody escapes health issues for their entire life well, at least very few people do, most people will start to have health issues and those costs can be exorbitant at times. And the more you take care of yourself, the less those costs are going to be. So a lot of people develop chronic health-related conditions in their 50s or maybe a little bit later, and those conditions can both keep you from enjoying life and it can cost you a lot of money. Garrett, you're a fit guy. But <laughs> try you, to be. what do you do for yourself on a weekly or, or daily basis to stay healthy? I, I think the I think the hardest thing for people is, you know, life happens, right? So you may have been relatively fit, even if that just means you take a 15 minute walk around the neighborhood daily uh, for whatever reason you get sick or maybe you have relatives that come in to stay for a week. You get off your routine. Yes. And then it's like, well, OK, I, I, I missed a week of walking. What's another day? And then it goes and it goes and it goes and and getting off your routine turns into neglect. And that's when it can be a point where you don't want to get to. So I would say if you do anything at all, consistency is key. Okay. And just most people tend to like a pattern to life, a pattern to their day, consistency. Human beings tend to be a little bit wired that way. So work that healthy food choice into your daily routine. Work that 15-minute walk. There are small things that you can do proactively, small steps each and every day that can keep you on that healthy side of the curve. Now, you have an engineer's background. You are an engineer. 
I would say a pattern for people of that kind of mindset is mm-hmm. more important to them than the average person. So I'd encourage you out there to think like an engineer, get used to those <laughs> yeah. patterns, uh, yeah. adapt that lifestyle and be consistent just as you're, as you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And again, the reason that this one is really important is you might not have had a lot of healthcare expenses going up to this point in life. And so you, you're thinking, well, then healthcare isn't going to be a big part of my retirement. And then that's just not true. And you can try to mitigate those costs and not just the costs, but what having a healthy lifestyle, how that can improve your overall retirement. You don't Absolutely. want to be unhealthy in retirement. If you've yeah. been healthy your whole life, for goodness sakes, you've saved, you've worked just so you can get to that retirement phase, and then you're not healthy at that stage, yes. that's that's really unfortunate. So you want to take care of yourself. So that's step one in uh, what to do is you count down the days to retirement. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians, and we're talking about what to do is you count down your days to retirement. We just talked about health, and this is Bryce Payne, and with me here is Garrett Ray. Doug Ray is off this week. The number two uh, topic that we're going to talk about here is determining what you want to do with all of your free time. You might not have had to have thought a lot about this while you're working because you might not have a lot of free time. I know for me, mm-hmm. it's great if I can get off work and still have time to cook dinner at night. Uh, that's that's a treat for me as opposed to rushing <laughs> yep. home and, and digging something out of the yep. freezer. But you're going to have a lot more free time in retirement. And free time sometimes can cost you. It can. It now, can. if you're doing something simple around the house, like your, your goal in retirement is to read as many books as possible, mm-hmm. that's probably a pretty inexpensive hobby. Yep. But that's not everybody's hobby. Some people are going to have more expensive hobbies. We have clients who consult in retirement, it's a side business of theirs. Yep. We're going to talk about uh, about side businesses here in a moment as well. But um, other things that you can do with your free time, the reason that this is important is you want to have, again, going back to an engineer's lifestyle, yep. you want to have some consistency and some plans in place. Well, Garrett, what do you see yourself doing? I know retirement mm. for you is a ways away, but there's probably some hobbies out there that you have that you don't have enough time for when you're working. Yeah, for sure. What What are your hobbies that you anticipate doing in retirement? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, just things that come to mind is, you know, it, it's good to develop a hobby, develop a, a, a part-time career, as you had mentioned, or, or a, side, a side job, if you will. If for nothing else, for so many years, you had a goal in, in your career, it keeps you mentally sharp. Uh-huh. And, and, and yeah, and I think mental health is important, particularly in retirement. So if you, if you can get involved with your senior center in Kernersville, or you can find a charitable, you know, organization that you're passionate about. For me, what comes to mind um, is the sport of rowing. Um, oh, I competed okay. competitively in, in, in rowing a few years back. And one of the best coaches I had was a retired professor. Now he coached at the collegiate level. But even into his 60s, he was so passionate about the sport. He wanted to pass his knowledge on. It got him out and moving several times a week. And so I saw the passion he had giving back to the youth of America. And I thought that that was a great cause. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, that is the second one. Now, we do have to get to our break here. And as always, before we do get to our break, we've got a trivia question. So instead of trying (laughs) to stump Doug this week, we're going to try to stump Garrett. So let's get to our trivia question. All right. It's time for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. Garrett, on May 10th, 1869, this massive United States infrastructure project was completed at Promontory Summit, Utah. What was 
this project. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. We will be right back after the break. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with not Doug Ray, but again, Garrett Ray this week is sitting in for Doug, as Doug is off in Ireland having a little vacation. And uh, Garrett, thank you for joining us. And this show, we are talking about what to do as you count down the days to retirement. Now, before we get back to that topic and before we see if we stumped Garrett with this week's trivia question, I've got a question for you. If you're five to seven years from retirement and you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for your retirement, well, then I've got good news for you. We offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second opinion or second review, if you will, of your current financial portfolio here at the Wealth Guardians. There is no cost, no obligation for that, but we can help you learn how to retire the job and keep the paycheck. Ball's in your court. You have to call us. We can't call you, and the phone number to call us is 336 391 34 That's 336-391-3409. We would love to sit down with you and see what help and services we can provide in helping you learn how to retire that job and keep that paycheck. You can also reach out to us at our website, www.thewealthguardians.com. All right, now it's time to get to the trivia question before we get back to our subject. Garrett, the question was, on May 10th, 1869, this massive United States infrastructure project was completed at Promontory, I think I'm saying that right, Promontory Summit, Utah. What was this project? All right, so I think I'm going to get my U.S. history mostly correct here. I can't remember the name of the actual project, but I do know that there were two teams involved. There was a team that started on the West Coast, and there was a team that started off in the East. Yep. I'm going to give it to you already. You, okay. you know what you're talking about. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. So they it, basically in Utah, they united uh, two railroad tracks to create the first Trans-America Railroad, if I recall. You got it exactly. Yep. The first coast-to-coast <laughs> railroad was completed yep. on May 10th, 1869. It was started on January 8th, 1863. <clears throat> And it was completed. Uh, the Central Pacific uh, Railroad and the Union Pacific Railroad were the two teams the, that you were talking those about. Were the two I was trying to remember. Very good. I'll, I'll give you a break for not remembering the names, but actually <laughs> knowing that they were two teams involved. Yep. And these two systems, uh, one started uh, on the East Coast, one started on the West Coast, and they mm. uh, combined in, uh, su- in Promontory Summit, Utah. And that famous golden spike yes. is what was used. Yep. And uh, that spike is now housed in the Cantor Arts Museum at Stat. Stanford University. I tried to look up the answer to this, but uh, didn't couldn't find it. But I was curious, how long was that spike actually in the ground? Because that's a big <laughs> chunk of gold that I would think somebody who was working on the railroad would try to sure. weasel their way back to that that one point and see if they could uh, yeah. up it for themselves. So I, d- I doubt it was there too long, but I, if anyone out there knows, I'd be interested in knowing how long <laughs> was that spike actually in the ground before they decided to take it up and replace it with another one. Yeah. But all right, so uh, Garrett, your first time on the show here with us in the uh, talent share, and you one-upped your dad there. Uh. He, he'd missed the last couple, and you got it, so congratulations. 
conversations. And Doug, if you're out there listening, uh, be proud there. Your son's uh, showing you up a little bit there. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to move back to our topic of the week here. What to do is you count down the days to retirement. In our first segment, we went over getting healthy and staying healthy determining what you want to do with all of your free time, start thinking about a post-retirement career. And it occurred to me that if you're listening out there, you might say, hmm, these are not things that I would expect necessarily a financial planner or a retirement um, income certified professional to be talking about with me. These have nothing yeah. to do really with numbers, staying healthy or what I'm going to do with my free time. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I can see your point on that, if that is what you're thinking. But these all do relate back to numbers in a sense, because if you're healthy, that's yep. going to cost you less. If you're yep. what you're doing with your free time, you at least want to know so you can plan for what the cost of that free time is. And of course, if you have a uh, a some type of consulting gig or something else in retirement that you're doing for money, well, then that just... Uh, has another form of income for you alongside Social Security and and if you have a pension, that kind of thing. So now, having said that, we are going to talk about something more um, more financial related right up uh, right up front here. Taking advantage of opportunities to save more, Garrett. Yeah, um, you're aware having you you studying in this field now. You're aware of the catch up provision. Tell us what that is about. And so the catch-up provision is essentially once you crest age 50 and beyond, uh, there is a catch-up provision allowed, which allows you to save up to uh, $7,000 uh, per year. Um, in either an IRA or a Roth. Correct. Yep. And so it's a little extra bonus as you know the government kind of realizes the people in this age group are nearing retirement. Let's allow them the flexibility to devote more of their monies while they're still currently working and have a, a, a solid job to prepare for this stage of life. So exactly right. So one of the things that you can do preparing yourself financially for retirement as you're trying to get all your ducks in the row is hopefully you've been diligent and been saving as much as you can into your 401k. And if you're topping out on that and you want to, you can be contributing to an IRA or a Roth as well. Be aware that now that you're over 50, Mm. you can contribute more than you were allowed to when you were 49. And right now that number is 7,000. So if you're over 50, and I imagine most people listening here are, if you're over 50, you can contribute more to that IRA or that Roth every year. Take advantage of that. That's one key aspect. Absolutely. Um, Another one is you're probably making uh, the most money you've ever made. So let's contribute. Let's make sure that we're maxing out the 401ks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to consider is uh, that would help you save is your expenses are probably lower right before going into retirement. Why would that be? Well, a lot of people have taken out that 30-year mortgage and that's now paid off. Yep. So that's a lot more money that you're ends up staying in your savings account or your investment accounts. So let's make sure it goes into investments and not you're not oversaturating your emergency funds because those aren't growing. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure the monies are invested. But your expenses have gone down at this point. Your kids might be out of college now and out of the house. And that's obviously a, a huge financial break for you. So let's be taking advantage <clears> of <throat> that, the lower expenses and the extra uh, catch-up provisions that you're allowed to uh, closer to retirement. So that's obviously one that uh, somebody would like to uh, chalk up there as actually being financially related right up front. Let's go to number five, Garrett. Yeah. Making sure you retire debt-free. This is a big one. This is a big one. You've sat in now uh, and done a number of retirement plans Mm -hmm. with uh, your dad and myself, with our clients who are coming into us. And one of the key aspects when we sit down with you 
it's a, generally a four meeting process and the first meeting we call the discovery meeting and that's where we're asking all the questions that we need to of you the second meeting is where we're kind of doing an analysis a deep depth analysis into your current situation we're running a fee report we're running a risk report we're doing a fund analysis uh, doing a social security, maybe I said that. We're doing a number of different reports on, on your current portfolio. Mm -hmm. And then the third meeting is when, if warranted, we're making some recommendations on how to improve your portfolio so it's better serving whatever your goals and objectives might be for retirement. And then that fourth meeting is putting it all together into a binder for you to take home. No yeah. cost or no obligation for this. But one of the things that uh, in a financial planner not necessarily just an investment advisor, but a financial planner would look for is how much debt do we have left to go, if any. Yep. One of the key aspects to being able to have a successful retirement plan is not having to pay off high interest rates. Yes. Now, there are some good debt and there are some bad debt. Obviously, mm -hmm. credit card debt is bad debt. You don't want to have to uh, be paying those 19%. Yeah. But a mortgage can be good debt. Sure. It's you, you get to claim the interest that you're paying on that. You get to claim that on your tax returns, but you'd certainly still rather be debt free altogether. Yeah. And we can see one of the first things that uh, we look for as financial planners when we're sitting down with you is, are we debt free? Now, it's not a bad scenario if you're not debt free, but we definitely want to prepare for that and see how long until we can be debt free. And that is a an enormous one. If you can go into retirement debt free then you might want to do that. Yeah. Having said that, a common question that we get around debt is, should I pay my mortgage off early? <laughs> Garrett, yes. you're an engineer. You have a, yeah. a big financial uh, background going on here. Yeah. So you understand numbers. Mm. You just got a house. Yep. Interest rates are going up right now. So yep. they're creaking up to four, five, even 6%. Yep. But if you have a mortgage rate and you're asking you know, of 2% and you're saying, mm. oh, should I pay this off early? Well, numbers-wise speaking, probably not. Right. It, it doesn't necessarily make a, a whole ton of sense to do it, particularly if you're having to make you know extra payments, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, you're overpaying for it, and you're getting yourself potentially in a, in a financially constrained scenario just to do so. Uh, certainly understand the peace of mind in doing it. Yes. But if you're one of those folks that was able to lock in a mortgage at those historically low rates, you know, two plus a couple you know, basis points above percent, um, you're in a good position. So that can be just a stable uh, place to be. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's a question. It's a good question to ask, and we can provide you with those answers. Mm. But uh, being debt free, don't shoot yourself in the foot to get debt free. Yes. Let's tackle the the bad debt first, and then if it's if you've got some good debt in there, let's not necessarily worry about that. But we'll take that on on a case by case basis. And the last one we want to talk about here, real quick, is creating an income strategy for yourself. So what to do is you count down the days to retirement, create an income strategy for yourself. What I'm talking about is understand what your social security options are. Garrett, there's a lot of ways to file for social security. Mm -hmm. You've gotta be careful on how you do that. Some options are great, some options aren't so great. Sit down with a, uh, a professional. We here are uh, certified with the National Social Security Association. We can help you figure out the best way to file for social security. Your pension options, another form of income that a lot of people have. You have some options with how to file for that pension, how to take it, lump sum versus income. Income meaning just one person or a joint income. 
off of that pension, there's definitely ways to do that. And you want to talk to a professional about the best options for you. And then withdrawal strategies as well. There's ways to take monies out of your accounts, out of your investments to supplement your income that'll be tax advantageous for you. And there's some ways that aren't tax advantageous. Again, you want to have a professional talking to you about that. And speaking about professionals, if you want to talk to one, if you want to talk to myself, Garrett, or Doug here at the Wealth Guardians, please do give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. It's 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. We'd love to hear from you. There's no cost or no obligation to sit down with us. Garrett, thank you for sitting in with us this week. Definitely a pleasure, Bryce. I do appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week as well. And Doug, if you're out there, thank you for tuning in yourself. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB.